Hello, everybody. Here, another episode of What Would It Cost Florida with your host, Niels Decker, and our special guest, Michelle K. Suarez, our corporate lawyer. And uh, we're going to have a conversation about all things around what structures are best for someone that is looking into the real estate world, but beyond that as well, some awesome stories that uh, Michelle is going to bring to the forefront through her experience and her journey. And I'm super excited to have her on. He is awesome. Welcome. Welcome. Well, not welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Excited to be here. Oh, well, welcome. And um, Michelle, thank you for being here today. Very excited to uh, to get together, and uh, uh, you were actually one of our speakers at Path to Profit, and um, people loved your your part. It was awesome, and you Thank knocked you. that out of the park. I had so much fun too. Yeah, it was it was a great experience. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. Yeah, I'd never been to Toronto before, so that was cool in and of itself. I stayed a day after. Yeah, but um, I think just the event was so much more than I could have imagined. Yeah, it was an honor. Thank you. Okay, well, that's always beautiful to hear, and uh, obviously we spoke about it afterwards as well, and uh, so good. And uh, for those listeners that perhaps didn't see you there and don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, anything from the past, how you got to be where you are today, or and into the industry. Uh, share. Okay. Um, in a nutshell. I always knew I wanted to be a business owner. I came from a family of entrepreneurs. Yep. Um, and I've known I wanted to be a lawyer, among other things, since I was seven. Yep. So the collusion between the two was inevitable. Um, I worked for big law, two different big law firms and a small firm. And um, after about three years of practicing, I decided I wanted to go out on my own. I thought I was ready. Um, and the moment I knew I was ready was when my boss, who'd been practicing 22 years, um, at the time, made a pretty big mistake in a case that cost a lot of money. And at that point, I was like, well, F it. If he can mess up that bad, and he's been practicing this long, I have yeah. nothing to be afraid of. Let's do it. Yeah. It and was almost so, like, okay, that was the barrier of like, okay. Yeah. I can be human in this world as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I wanted some um, autonomy over my my life and my schedule, which is kind of funny now being an entrepreneur, I'm sure you can relate. <laughs> yeah. There's no nine to five, right, no. there's 25 seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so I started Florida Entrepreneur Law in 2017. Yeah. So we've been around for a little bit now. And I knew I only wanted to work with entrepreneurs and people that had that mindset. Yeah. I felt like a business person that happened to be a lawyer and I still feel like that today. Yeah. So it's been a wild ride. I love it. We've grown to four employees, actually four and a half employees now, yep. hoping to bring on a fifth. Um, so yeah. Yeah, cool. And I think, uh, I, well, not I think I know, now offices here on the South East Coast in Lauderdale, as well on the Southwest Coast. And I think that third one is already up and running, Orlando. Yeah, we have yeah. a satellite office in Orlando. Yeah. We have an op office in uh, downtown Tampa, yeah. right by the river. And then this office here in downtown Fort Lauderdale as well. We like being close to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. a common theme there. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And your partner, Amanda, that, that, uh, that you work with as well. And um, how did you guys get connected? So our story is really interesting. I met her when she was in law school. She was, um, it was her first year of law school. 
I went to an event that had attorneys that were there to mentor, you know, students and we connected and I knew from the moment I met her, she just had this drive and she was passionate and she was a go-getter. And so we stayed in touch over the years. And of course she graduated, became an attorney. We became friends. And then during COVID we met for lunch and, you know, she mentioned that she'd been thinking of going out on her own. And I was like, well, wait a second. What, yeah. what do you mean go out on your own? Like, this is perfect. I need a partner. I'm tired of doing this alone. And, yeah. you know, what kind of law do you want to do? And she's like, well, I want to work with business owners. I'm like, hello, this is perfect. Yeah. And then once she mentioned, um, you know, the conversation turned into her coming mm -hmm. to my house and hanging out. And she mentioned a book that I love called The Power of Now by yeah. Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's it. Like, this is it. Yeah. You're my business partner. You better sign right here. Right yeah. Now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Cool. She got it. She has the Very same awesome. mindset. Yeah. I met uh, and had an uh, awesome conversation with her as well. And uh, a little shout out to her. So it's so cool that uh, to see you guys connected and then working together and creating what you have and, and uh, providing the service you have. And I love too as well that you're so aware that who you want to service mm -hmm. and i don't and i know for sure that it's not an accident then that that's now continues to where you're growing and how important that it is in business and um for us as, as well it's so relatable because we said you know let's not go wide with who we want to work mm -hmm. with for us it's very clear real estate agents and real, mm -hmm. real estate professionals and really understanding what are their pain points so that we can service them to the best that ability that we now have understood and con and continue to understand by having those conversations with them mm -hmm. all the time uh, so I think that's really cool to hear that as well yeah. and um, and and also just I hear the joy in it because you enjoy being an entrepreneur and then I being do. able to, to to add that that value so yeah for sure cool. it has its highs and lows I'm sure like any entrepreneur understands but yeah. I still do genuinely love coming to the office and doing what I'm doing, even if it's late at night. Yeah. I love serving our clients. And in, in, in being in your purpose, very cool. Yes. Yeah. So let's yes. dive in a bit and unfold uh, what is it that you guys will provide and, and specialize in and anything that you wanna talk about around that? Yeah, sure. So uh, we have found a niche with serial entrepreneurs. Yeah. So we tend to work more or, or better for clients that you know either this isn't their first business or perhaps it is, but they know that this is the first of many. Yeah. So we are there for the long haul. We're there for the long ride. We serve yeah. as their outside general counsel. So instead of having you know, to call an attorney every time you have a question, we're there whenever they need us. Um, and we help with the entity formation stuff. Yes, you know, we always get those questions and we help with all of that. And I don't, I don't want to say that that's the simple stuff but it kind of has become more of the simple, yep. straightforward stuff that yep. we deal with. I think what we offer to our clients uh, more than that as a business firm is that we work with them on a very holistic bird's eye view. Yep. So if a client, like just yesterday, I was having a conversation with one of my tech companies and they were saying, listen, like we're starting, but we know we wanna exit in five years. And so, okay, if you know you wanna exit in five years, then now we know we need to make sure we're structuring the company in a certain way, preparing documents in a certain way, and protecting liability exposure in certain ways with yeah. um, insurance policies and stuff like that. So we really, yeah, we're the boring attorneys that draft all the stuff, yeah. but I think where we add value 
is the ability to think through the issues to help protect our businesses as they're moving through what they're moving through. Yeah, and what I hear in that as well is really bringing out what is important by understanding what the client will will require and, and what their goals and, and short-term and long-term goals are versus, and then really eliminating what then could become urgent. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've got one client, God, I love him. Uh, he's been my, he's one of my oldest clients. If he ever saw this podcast, he would know I'm talking about <laughs> him. He's one of my favorite clients. We've become yeah. friends, but you know, he's gotten better about not throwing things on me at the last minute. But yeah. like even just the other day, like I get an email from him. Hey, we're selling one of the companies. We already signed the LOI. Here's the amount. We want to close Good in luck. 90 days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm having a baby in six yeah. weeks, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do this. And, you know, and I, and I go along for the ride, but yeah, the idea is it's that open communication, yeah. that relationship, that trust that we have with our clients where they can say, Hey, I want to open a new venture between Istanbul and Florida. There's another client yesterday. All right. Here's what yeah. we got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. And also, uh, a variety of of uh, day to day for you as well, so that will keep yeah. it interesting. That's yeah, so very cool, and and tying it back a bit to real estate, um, we've chatted about it as well, and I think a big conversation is like oh LLC here and C corp there and and structure structure even another level of oh I need to be protected and mm -hmm. I think uh, a conversation that kind of gets lost in the mix that I want to talk about is uh, you know there's still insurance. Don't forget about insurance. So, so important. Li but liability can be protected there. Um, is th is certain structures the right the right thing for certain thing? Is it going to be only a property that you're retiring in or it's one vacation home and you're not really looking to create more on that? I'd love to dive into that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We also get a lot of inquiries where people are like, oh, I'm going to buy a property in Florida and I want to set it up in an LLC. Yeah. And, you know, they think they know what they want and you ask them why. And then as soon as they get into the why, like you said, oh, I'm retiring and I'm buying a house in Florida. And so I was told to put it in an LLC. Yeah. That's probably not the best choice. Um, there are other mechanisms like land trusts and different things like that, which we don't um, personally do trust in estates. We work with attorneys that do. Yeah. But that's not typically the reason for setting up an LLC. Now, if you're coming down here and you're buying multiple properties or you're starting a property management company in addition to the properties you're purchasing, absolutely, that's yeah. a reason to set up a company. Yeah. And for if they're not U.S. citizens or residents, an LLC pretty much is the only choice unless they're going to be taxed as a C-Corp and they'd have to check their, their tax laws where they're coming from whether it's Canada or somewhere else to see if that's advantageous, but typically it's going to be an LLC structure. Yeah. And, uh, for those, for the Canadians that are tuning in, uh, I think as well, the LLC, uh, what there is there is that Canada also don't, does not look at LLC, uh, it, it more as a flow through versus corporation. So mm -hmm. it almost is looked at as an incorporation. Am I correct on that? that, that I believe so. Yeah. I have, um, a company, from Canada that has been with us for a few years now. And they did end up ultimately deciding to do an LLC, but not before we had about three or four calls with their Canadian uh, tax advisor yeah. and their Canadian trust attorney, because they have a couple companies there that they're migrating 
some parts of to Florida. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes into it. I think the most important thing to take away, especially for our Canadian listeners, is you're not just looking at, okay, this is the entity I want to form. I need a business attorney. This is what I'm doing. No, you need a team. Yeah. You need your Canadian tax person, your Florida tax person, your Florida business attorney, and hopefully either your Canadian or Florida trust attorney yeah. to make sure that we're structuring everything in a way that makes sense from a legal perspective and from a tax savings perspective. Yeah. yeah. And really look at what what are going to be the objectives as well. Is that cash staying in one country? 100%. Does, it, does it need to go back? So the cross-border tax account, mm -hmm. your, your work is hand in hand. And then sometimes even the third component the immigration lawyer i was just thinking that yeah. i was just thinking of an email i got with my this canadian company who's the one i'm talking about yeah um asking for documents and things like that yeah the immigration attorney 100 percent too yeah. your team has to be communicating and the timing of that and if it's visa or not mm -hmm. so um very similar to to the work of a mortgage broker property management realtor right. exactly really how it can go into almost unison at one point and you're mm -hmm. preparing to work together yeah so important yeah so important yeah, yeah, yeah. you really it, it is actually that's a great comparison yeah because that entire team comes together and each person plays a very specific role yeah and if they're not communicating you could be wasting time or money or or both because time yeah. is money yeah and ha or having to correct certain structures that you thought weren't so yeah definitely and um <clears throat> well and and on that topic that makes me think of uh, what are some of the things that you've seen that you would say look out for or maybe something like hey that went horribly wrong and and the listeners can be like take that away from from what you've seen or what's out, been oh. out there yeah there's so many horror stories, yeah. but if I'm going to pick just one, yeah. um, I would say not being properly insured. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about property insurance. If you're talking about a property, I'm talking about, and it depends, right, on the purpose of the business. Yeah. If you're running a property management company, okay, you don't have a physical location per se. So maybe you're not worried about somebody slipping and falling on your property. Yeah. But if you're communicating with the patrons that are renting your place, let's say yeah. you have a couple Airbnbs and you don't have an errors and omissions policy or you have employees working for you and you don't have an employer's liability policy. So it really depends on the type of business related to real estate or not, but you have to make sure that you are communicating with your attorney as to what is the point of your business? What's the purpose of your business? Who's yeah. coming in and out of it? Who's interacting with it? Do you have employees? Do you have independent contractors? Because that's gonna help us figure out who you need to talk to in terms of an insurance broker. And, and we also will be able to know if your insurance broker is covering you the way they're supposed to, yeah. which in most, most cases, if you have a good insurance broker, they should be, they should be asking the same questions. What's yeah. the nature of your business? Yeah, yeah, it's super key and, and being able to, again, avoid the unknown and, and uh, really horror stories that can come out on the other end of it and or having to then rush and correct it also. Yeah, insurance yeah. is huge on that end and be, having someone on your team. Yeah, and, for sure. And as as we keep talking and mentioning teamwork and having it all together, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. then as far as like real estate is, con is concerned, if they're doing any build-outs or working with GC, you know general contractors, GCs yeah. or anything like that, make sure they're licensed you can look that up in the state of florida very easily with the yeah. department of business and professional regulation dbpr 
Um, ask them for their certificates of insurance. Make sure their insurance policy is current because God forbid, should something happen on your property, you want to know who to go after because yep. the construction company might not have the money. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, super important to be able to cover yourself on that end as well. And um, what would you say uh, as as you went through your career were some bigger challenges that you had overcome or that you could share with the listeners as well and as you went through your your journey uh something that that stood out for you i think for me it's definitely been and i don't i hate because i you hear about imposter syndrome all the time especially among women yeah and I'm somebody that's always acted confident even when I'm not. Yeah. But I just like anyone else suffer from imposter syndrome. And I think something that I have definitely learned, which was the turning moment that I was talking about earlier when my boss made this huge mistake. And that's when I was like, okay, if he can make that mistake, I can open my own firm. Yeah. It's not being afraid to take risks. And I think that that has been the more, the longer I've had my firm, and the more I've dealt with clients and the more confident I've become in taking those risks, the more I've been able to serve my clients because I know that they're in good hands with me. I know the service I provide. I know the service my team provides. If I turn that client away because, you know, maybe it's a complex issue or whatever the situation is, I might be sending them to an attorney that might not care as much as I do mm -hmm. or care yeah. as much as my team does. Yeah. So while that sounds silly, I think having that confidence and not worrying about, you know, how many years I've done this specific type of transaction or thing, knowing that I have the ability to help that person. Like franchising is something that we've really gotten into. Yep. And we've become really good at it. And I have fun with it. I enjoy it. And now it's become one of our biggest practice areas. Yeah, very cool. A very powerful message uh, to, to share that vulnerably because it's something that uh, I'm sure, as you mentioned, we all, you know, like there's that, that breaking point is as you gain more experience, confidence can roll mm -hmm. with that. Also, the other way, if things don't necessarily go certain ways that your confidence goes backwards. So very interesting to talk about that, especially for entrepreneurs to, to acknowledge that that's something that will be ongoing and um, um, just beautiful because you're also saying like to look through the lens of how important it is for you to be able to serve someone that you know what you bring to the table mm -hmm. and, and how much, how it's important for you to serve them to the best ability and how that might not be out there for them. So almost saying like, I'm willing to go to the end for right, it. Right, yeah. exactly. So cool. I heard yeah. somebody, I, I don't know where I heard it, but it was to the effect of courage and bravery isn't, isn't not being afraid. Yeah. It's being afraid and doing it anyway. Yes. And I'm sure we've all heard that. It's true though. Yeah. You know, I, I, my, uh, our associate almost covered her first hearing the other day. It ended up working out, but you know, she was over preparing and like nervous and, yeah. and I still get nervous and I still over prepare. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, listen, like the day that you're not afraid, yeah. like that's when I'd be worried. Yeah. Cause like you're missing something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you definitely, at some point you also got to say, I've done everything I can. Mm -hmm. And then you go in and, and, uh, 
you know, a little bit of Jesus take the wheel with yeah. the, with the confidence, of course, but yeah. to, to go in and and yeah. uh, and then from there, just know it also that that confidence build and that you can say, yeah, I'm going to crush this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. my first franchise client this is a true story. Uh, I got them in December of 2019. I still remember the hotel on La Sol on uh, A1A here by the beach that I was at working from at the time when I took this consultation call. And um, they were like, listen, like, we really want to do a franchise. We want to start a franchise. We're a X industry type of company. We've got five corporate locations. We've already talked to a couple franchise attorneys, yeah. um, but we really liked your website, whatever. So they give me their pitch. I give them mine. And then they ask me the dreaded question. Have you done this before? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, can I cuss on this show? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you should have told me that a while ago. <laughs> I'm like, let it oh. fly. <laughs> okay. I'm like, well, shit. I've yeah. I've done franchisee work. I've never done. I've never set up a franchise on the franchisor side. That's a completely different beast. Yeah. Because it's federally regulated, and then each of the fifty states have their own rules on it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, listen. No, I haven't. I've never done it before, but. I've represented a bunch of franchisees and I know my shit and I will study the hell out of it and I will do an amazing job if you give me the opportunity. And they were like, all right, we really like you. We're going to take a risk on you. That was 2019. One of the transactions that I will be working on even on my maternity leave is the sale of 70% of their company for an ungodly amount. This will be the largest transaction I've ever worked on. Yeah. And... I was like, oh, you're still, I'm handling this. They're yeah. like, yeah, we, you've been with us for the last four years. That's so cool. You've seen us grow from 2 million to 9 million, 9 point something million last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, they're like, you're handling this for us. I'm like, okay, let's do it. What an awesome reward. And that was to me, like to this day, I love those guys. Like they took a risk on me. I've done a great job for them and, and it helped build that confidence that I now have. Yeah so awesome and uh yeah someone taking a chance on you and you taking also an, an honest chance with yourself to be that to that communication of saying how you approach that i think is also awesome for those who have perhaps not been in that position yet or maybe one day will find themselves in a position because that's a question that can come out have you done this because for for everyone there's going to be that one first yeah. time they got to make over that hump right yeah. So, yeah i was watching this movie the other day um with my wife with michael j fox from god it was like 1980 something yeah i'd never even heard of it before it was called like um i don't know the secret to success or something so corny yeah. like as soon as the movie yeah. starts you're like oh this is an 80s movie yeah <laughs> so we're watching it it sounds like my wife making fun of the 80s here huh? yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah well look, i was born and i'm aging myself but i don't really care i'm yeah latin we don't age yeah. um the the movie came i want to say it was like 83 or something like that but anyway michael j fox is like this really hungry financial guy and he sneaks his way into his uncle's company and his uncle's company makes him start in the filing room or whatever yeah. by the end of course you can imagine he ends up like taking over the company yeah. sorry if i blew the punchline yeah. for anybody <laughs> who wants to watch it yeah but there's a point in the movie where he's like well, how am I going to get the experience if you don't give me the opportunity? Because everyone kept asking him, have you done this before? And that happens in the legal profession too, when you're going in any job that you're going for yeah, interviews. Yeah. And I think the question isn't, have you done this before? It's, do you find yourself capable and competent of doing this? 
And I think when you find it in yourself that you know you have that grit, yeah. letting that person know, letting yeah. the other person know, I can do this. And if somebody is thinking, listening to this podcast, thinking, I'm thinking about making the, the leap from Canada to Florida and starting that management company or whatever. Yeah. At some point, you got to just say, fuck it and do it. I got to go for you it. You can't think 100%, about it. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, I think what's a cool concept as well that I've come across and I've, I've talked to entrepreneurs about as well is that there's been certain structures that has been really successful where they're bringing on people that have had those experiences that then you're coming in and almost it's it can call it a um um i'm short on the word now apprenticeship mm -hmm. where you're there and you're actually going through the transaction from bottom to, to start to finish those are all also awesome as well to then say yeah. i've been alongside someone um but yeah the, you know you might not have that that experience or not have had that and be in that position so really cool to hear as well to you know how you can all approach it and um very uh, very cool how that, yeah. how that went through your journey as well yeah. So, yeah i love being an entrepreneur i really do yeah. even on the worst days where i'm like talking shit and you know saying ah i'm gonna go work for some big yeah. company as general account yeah i might i'm this. full of shit yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love being my own boss and not answering to anybody more important than that what we talked about at the very beginning is choosing your own clients yeah. right being able to choose who you work with yeah. on a daily basis like that power i'm not giving that away yeah because yeah. you know who you vibe with who you don't yeah your nose have created your awesome yeses yes yeah. oh yeah, i yeah. love that yeah that's so cool. i love that i'm yeah. gonna borrow that yeah take it take yeah. it i'm sure i don't know where i got it from but yeah uh, totally you created your awesome yeses yeah. and so so cool and um well i want to let the listeners know where can they find you online uh our website is pretty easy uh to remember harder to spell okay. <laughs> florida entrepreneur com. yeah I mean, you pretty much That's can't it. get easier than that. That's it. Um, there's three R's in entrepreneurs, guys. <laughs> yeah. Even lawyers get it wrong. <laughs> so check your spelling. But we're it's very true, actually. One of those words I always stumble over. So yeah, right. I won the spelling bee yeah. when I was ten, and I ended up in the Miami Herald. So nice. But I, I, um, no, I've spelled it wrong myself, actually. Um, but yeah, LordEntrepreneurLaw.com. Go to our website, book a yeah. consult awesome well thank you for being on and sharing more knowledge uh, as you always do and it's been a pleasure to being able to work with you and and clients that we have recommended who have been super happy so yeah uh, thank you for that we yeah. appreciate it yeah we appreciate you guys and thank you and uh yeah that's it thank you for tuning in to another episode of what would it cost florida until the next one mm -hmm.